Hello, all you positive heads out there. Thanks for tuning your beautiful brainwaves into another episode of the Positive Head Podcast, where we are firmly convinced that creating success and happiness is rooted in understanding the ultimate nature of reality and the fact that as human beings, we are all immensely powerful fractals of the one and only source consciousness, which creates and animates all things. Now, of course, understanding this powerful truth is one thing. Applying this incredibly empowering wisdom to everyday life? Well, that's another. Which is exactly why we provide you with a fresh serving of soul food for thought five days a week. To help constantly remind you of what matters most. You are it. And I'm your host, Brandon Beecham. I'm the reflection and extension of you who will be here each Wednesday interviewing a different consciousness changemaker. And on the other four weekdays, leading the way to ensure that your perspective is consistently expanded, your vibration is constantly elevated, and your heart is overflowing and full. Also, this episode of the Positive Head Podcast is being brought to you thanks to the support of Gaia. If you're not familiar, Gaia is the go-to source for streaming consciousness content online, and you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out. All right, all you positive heads, welcome back to another episode Happy, as always, to be with you guys and uh, connect, learn, explore, etc., etc. Today we're going to do that by way of the book Oneness. Uh, I've been reading here or there from time to time, different chapters, just picking a chapter at random or letting you guys pick a chapter. Uh, As you know, it's one of my favorite books. I always say it is sort of like the handbook for Ascension. It talks about all the things we can expect as we level up vibrationally, so to speak, uh, individually, collectively. And I just love it and I love sharing it. And it's, uh, yeah, and it's a great thing for me to go to. Uh, some days I feel really uh, drawn to read something and today's one of those days. So, uh, but before I jump in, I would like to take a moment and read a review uh, on iTunes. You guys know I also love my iTunes reviews. They help us to reach new people and certainly help to fuel my fire to continue this labor of love. Received a wonderful review by Dear Drew, and Dear wrote, uh, titled, A Poem of Gratitude. Listening to this podcast has changed my life in many ways. I'm an empath who has always struggled with taking on others' emotional charge. After years of struggling with and hiding anxiety, self-doubt, deep-seated bouts of loneliness, listening daily has helped me understand how to take charge of my own thoughts and how to guard my energy. Here is a poem I free wrote today because I am so grateful for your work and how much it has impacted my life. Gratitude and love is the only reality. There is no other truth. When you embody positivity, open up your mind, lead from the heart, let the good vibrations flow. That's when your life will start. The source is within us. We are all from one. Nothing happens to you. Our thoughts we become. When you see yourself as the creator of your life, there is no other way than to let go of all the strife. Everything aligns in due time. You will see how much magic you possess and how free you will be. Wow, that's so lovely. Drew, dear Drew, thank you for that. I think that's the first time I've received a poem uh, in way of a review. Uh, And I love it, love it, love it so much. And uh, I'm sure you guys love it as well. And uh, yeah, for any of you who haven't uh, written a review, uh, feel free to do so. 
I don't always expect a poem, but if you got a poem in you, that's wonderful too. Uh, that was magical. So today, moving into our topic, uh, I so I chose uh, randomly chose. This is the book Oneness by Rasha, uh, received and transcribed by Rasha. Uh, Rasha has a whole story at the beginning of the book of how she started tapping into uh, a non physical entity, and um, these are the teachings that came through. As I always say when dealing with this sort of thing, and we actually have upcoming on the show. Uh, another channel uh, that's going to be on in our next forthcoming interview. I always say about these things like, hey, would it be any weirder for uh, an entity that's non-physical to come through a physical form than your personality coming through it? I mean, <laughs> it's all, all of it's pretty, pretty strange, the fact that we're here at all. So for me, I'm, of course, very, very open to the possibility. I've certainly seen people communicate with spirit and bring things through, like from lost loved ones and whatnot that I don't know how they come up with. I mean, I watched like this kid, Tyler Henry, as a medium, or Colby, uh, who's amazing. I mean, look at the stuff that she pulls from the ether, right? So to me, this is uh, certainly... Um, I don't make claims that someone is or isn't channeling. I care most importantly about the message, and the message in this book is amazing. So, that being said, I randomly chose chapter 41 today. I just asked myself, what which I read? That's the first number that popped in my head. So, here we go. Must be an appropriate time to read chapter 41. The uh, subject matter, it always has in this book a little uh, description of what this chapter is going to be about. Merging with the divinity within liberation from the need for validation, embracing the state of some blots of sublime indifference, detachment from the mundane world. Okay, here we go. Whether or not you notice the otherworldly sensations that mark the heightened stages of transformation, there will be no doubt that a deep sense of inner awakening has at last begun. Quite possibly you have read or spoken of the concept of awakening, and yet you presume that this was a stage at which the transformation process was initiated. Now, well invested in your journey. By the way, let me just say this. Chapter 41 is near the end. So uh, I read, you know, just randomly. I, I feel like we can pick it up, this book anywhere, and it have relevance. Of course, you could read it from top to bottom um, or beginning to end. But um, yeah, so... Anyway, I just wanted to make that point because some of these stuff, the stuff later on is really getting to the later stages of the sort of linear delivery of the book. And yet you presumed that this was the stage at which the transformation process was initiated. Now, well invested in your journey, the doors within you have indeed begun to open in a different way. And you have begun to taste a new level of inner aliveness that stirs within you. You have awakened from the deep sleep of denial in which you have hibernated in a waking state all your life. And now you, have, you will have become vividly aware of the blinders with which most of the beings in your world go about their lives. Yours is a world of blame and recrimination, a world of self-righteous indignance, a world of misrepresentation and misinterpretation, a world of misunderstanding and mistrust. It is a world where the other is the unconditional adversary regardless of the intimacy of the relationship. It is a world of disillusionment and disappointment with virtually everything. Yours is a world in which you ultimately distance yourself emotionally from everything you ever held dear in an effort to avoid further pain. And ultimately, in the impetus behind that instinctive action, you distance yourself from yourself. You recognize and set to one side everything that has characterized the identity you invested a lifetime in creating. 
For at last, this mask has ceased to be recognizable to you as yourself. The complexities of the role you've crafted for a lifetime comprise values and behaviors you cannot imagine yourself exhibiting. And it begins to feel like the person you have been for most of your life is someone else. The you who now resides in your body and wears your identity has transcended much of the reflex reaction and culturally induced response mechanism with which you were equipped upon emerging to in this reality. Now the energies of the realities through which you pass in quick succession cannot accommodate the vibrational levels that support that outgrown mindset. And often, inadvertently, you find yourself having dropped pretense and stances in which you once had placed great stake. Here, in the aftermath of the great shedding of one's outgrown skin, you now find yourself. And the temptation is great to cast the scraps of all that once was valid and meaningful into the trash and to turn your back and walk away. Ah, if only it were that simple. But naturally, it's not. You wouldn't have wanted it to be. For the object of this exercise is oneness, not separation. And that includes oneness with all you have ever been. You cannot hope to ascend into the, into the embrace of the higher energies with a whitewashed identity and gaping holes in your history. The aspects of self that await your imminent arrival do not hope for part of you. The aspects of self that await your imminent arrival do not hope for part of you. They are waiting patiently for all of you. And the integration of all the fragments of your identity that you'd rather not look at are the ones most needed in your loving embrace. You are no more or less who you now are than all the masks you have worn and all the posturing you have demonstrated along the way. All of it are integral parts of an identity that seeks resolution, not in the act of discarding what was, but in the act of integrating all of it into the composite of what is. So by all means, you can change your name, change your residence, change your fashion statement, and change your professional identity. You can change the people with whom you share relationships and change the way you relate to the world. Yet the change that is more significant is not one that is expressed. For the act of expressing anything is a statement of recognition of the importance of one places on all that is external and its opinion of you. The change that is significant is not one that needs ever to be seen or heard or known. For the only one that needs to know it is you. You have connected with the timeless. You have opened to the possibility of transcending all that defines your existence and the world that gives its definition and the world that gives it definition and form. And in embracing that inner glow of recognition of the kindredness of the most intangible connection of all, you take the quantum leap. For the higher awareness and the sense of connectedness you hope to embody is no more and no less than your own self. It feels kindred because it is kindred. It is you, as is the one who speaks with you now. The God you would hold exalted and worship from afar is no further away than your own heart. The dimensions you hope to bridge in your travels on the sacred journey journey are not out there somewhere. They are also within you. The aspects of your own beingness that have suffered with you and rejoice with you are all within you. And the illustrious past lives who have shared this lifetime are within you. As are the future selves who act out the scripts you believe to be yet unwritten. All are within you, harbored in the sacred core of your eternal being. You are birthing the one who personifies the culmination of that entire body of experience. And that one recognizes the comfort and familiarity of the divine essence you hold within. There's nothing foreign or otherworldly about experiencing your connectedness with God. For it is none other than your very own divine essence, ever present within you, that reaches out in that embrace. It is not something that suddenly enters. It is something that is never left. 
It does not matter whether or not you believe that you are capable of connecting with God, that the one who speaks with it with you now dwells within your own being. It does not matter whether or not you can debate the point brilliantly with those who will presume that you have lost your mind at the mention of such ideas. And it surely does not matter whether you alter your life dramatically or go about your business like nothing ever happened. None of it matters at all. When you have experienced the harmony of that heartfelt glow, even for a fleeting moment, the knowingness is indelibly etched upon your consciousness, and that level of knowingness cannot be forgotten. You can certainly pretend to yourself that you have not tasted what you know you have. You can surely protest your spiritual innocence long after the initiation of your heart. But once awakened, your knowingness will not be forgotten. It will resurface and nudge you into remembrance when you least expect it to. It will emerge with that familiar kindred glow just to remind you that you have not been forgotten. Oneness has no agenda with regard to the timetable of your transformation. It does not matter whether you embrace who you really are this year or even in this lifetime. For time, as it truly is, has no relation to the illusions and the linear dream you call your life. We are here waiting patiently for you, as we have been for all eternity. We are willing to wait. We will wait forever, if necessary, for you to work this out. And if it takes forever, you are no less our beloved." The stage of your journey at which you recognize at which your recognition crystallizes brings with it once again the sense of a plateau. From this vantage point you are able to see quite clearly the territory that has been covered. And you are able to recognize the gift in this time of resting and the assimilation of all that has come to pass. For now, there are no longer the doubts that once eroded your path and made the traversing of certain stretches of terrain difficult and exhausting. Here, in the clarity of this place, the way has been eased for you. There's a sense that the obstacles that have thus far littered your path have been cleared away. And at last, you have the opportunity to integrate the understandings of what has transpired within you with the newfound simplicity of your life circumstances. The complexities that anchored you into a seemingly unending spiral of difficulties have now been released and relegated to a distant place. And the recognition is unmistakable that from this point forth, the journey leads within. You'll wish to spend extended periods of your time in blessed isolation now, and you will find yourself withdrawing your energies and your presence from virtually everything that once held your attention. Now you feel great indifference toward what is transpiring politically and what is transpiring socially in a world in which you once counted yourself as fully present. From where you now stand, all of it appears irrelevant. The details of the external world do not interest you now, for your interactions with others are invariably fraught with discord. It is though you were still a magnet for the irritability and disgruntled reactions of everyone with whom you have ever ca- you have even casual contact. And indeed, that is exactly what you have become, for as you transcend the allure of mundane concerns, certain residual energies within you continue to magnetize experiences of a corresponding vibration, which manifest as adversity on the parts of others. Until these energies can be released fully, you will find that you continue to experience a barrage of inconsequential incidents that are calculated to be irritating. It is your reaction to this kind of provocation that determines how long you will need to linger at this level. For this stopping place is for the ultimate resolution of all the residual vibrational baggage you carry within you. 
This is a place where your knee-jerk reactions will be tested repeatedly. And this is a place where ultimately you will master the skills of detachment. Now you will have the opportunity to watch yourself and to scrutinize how you have managed to accumulate the collection of life experiences that have garnered for you an energy field that has magnetized the same old story all your life. For as these final episodes now play out, you become vividly aware of how you might once have reacted under similar circumstances. And with sublime indifference, you allow the provocation to pass you by, for you have ceased to be invested in having to deliver justice in a given situation. You know that it truly doesn't matter, and in that act of detachment, you release yet another piece of vibrational density. That energy is not needed to support and to verify who you once were. That aspect of you no longer needs validation at the levels towards which you journey. As you consistently condition yourself in the skills of non-reaction, you begin to experience a rarefied sense of freedom from all that once held you prisoner. For you have been the prisoner of your own need to be validated. You have been the prisoner of the need to prove yourself right and another wrong. And you have spent untold lifetimes building the vibrational framework within which you could continue to experience evidence of it. You have just been liberated from the need to do so. Suddenly, you realize that it doesn't matter in the least whether or not you are right and another wrong in a given circumstance. What truly matters is that your inner harmony is retained and that your connectedness with the source of that inner peace remains undisturbed. Anything, anything that is working vibrationally to undermine that objective is not important. Anything that beckons to you with the invitation to engage in conflict is not important. And anything that attempts to impose its own will upon you and disrupt your sense of inner harmony is not important to you. Whatever presents itself to you has no inherent value or lack of value whatsoever. It is simply choice. You can choose to engage energetically or you can choose to allow the energy to pass and leave you undisturbed. It is all simply choice. There is no meaning attached to any of it. It is all symbolism and it is an opportunity to assess whether or not you feel a need to align with the energy of that opportunity and to taste the outcome as experience or not. At this stage of your journey, the potential price in addressing certain energy is known to be too high. There is not even the slightest temptation for you. And as you consistently see yourself demonstrate that response, you begin to realize that you have transcended a cornerstone of material existence and that you are experiencing reality at another level. You recognize that you haven't gone anywhere. You have merely withdrawn your energies from the external comings and goings of the world that surround you, and you have taken up residence within. This is the point of recognition at which you embrace the eternal child who is always asking the big question. Are we there yet? Now you no longer need to ask, or do you? And that's the end of chapter 41. (laughs) Are we there yet? I know I am on the journey. I know I've come so far on the journey in non-reaction, needing to prove myself to be right. I um, continue to be challenged at different times in these regards, and uh, I have my moments where I'd be lying if I said I didn't ever react, but man, compared to where I once was, I was a reactive fool a lot. I definitely am fiery. I definitely, uh, you know, especially when you have um, 
you know, you're so, you feel so justified in your perspective. It's like, what, how can this person see things from their, their perspective and not see it my way? Are they crazy? And I just would become so charged with energy and have to prove how I'm right and wrong. And whenever I go there at all now, even though I still have moments where I get, I go there, I go, it's less and less frequently. And when I do, I catch myself. I'm like, ah, hold on. I'm taking the bait. I'm taking the bait. And when you can distance yourself from these external props in your movie that are just there to serve you. It's like, you know, ask yourself the question. Let's say someone is being ludic- ludicrous and so unfair and unreasonable. And instead of saying, pointing that out and drawing attention to that, if you view them as um, sort of a challenge, like I think of a video game where you have some crazy kooky character that's coming at you and you've got to avoid it or jump over it or bypass it or get through it. It's that, Right. So you don't need to prove it wrong uh, or prove that you're right to validate yourself as much so as to sidestep being engaged by it in a way that causes you to come out of vibrational harmony and balance, right? So it's just a, it's a different way of interacting in the game. And uh, I know we're all making steps uh, in this regard. And for that, I applaud you. Uh, I applaud you because that is, um, I know for me, it's been quite a journey uh, to make progress. And like I said, I still have work to do. We all still have work to do. Uh, the journey is the goal. We wouldn't be here if we didn't have growth uh, ahead of us, right? We would have checked out and went elsewhere. So we're here because we're all still growing, but I definitely applaud you guys because anyone listening to this episode, this podcast, you have made progress in this regard or you're certainly about to as that information sinks into your soul and being and heart and you take it on, you take on the wisdom that was just shared in that chapter and you're, you start applying it. You've already done it. It's already happened. It may be in front of you linearly speaking, but time is an illusion. You've already done it. So congratulations. I applaud you all. I love you all. Until next time, I have a wonderful song to leave you with. This is uh, Feverkin. I love what Feverkin's doing here. Uh, He has a project called The Calendar Project, and every month releasing a different track uh, from that month. So you started with January, and I guess it'll end this year on December, right? So 12 tracks. And uh, this particular track is from uh, April. So this is Feverkin from The Calendar Project, the song April. Hope you enjoy. Also, if you're craving more consciousness-elevating content, be sure to check out Gaia, which is my personal go-to source for streaming consciousness content on the web, where you can stream an incredible 7,000-plus exclusive videos covering 5,000 years of wisdom. As you all hear me constantly say, it's a daily conscious effort to maintain an elevated vibration, and if you're looking to journey deep down the rabbit hole to do so, then Gaia is the best place I know of to do it, period. And you can sign up for your first month for only 99 cents at Gaia.com forward slash positive head. That's spelled G-A-I-A dot com forward slash positive head. Check it out.